This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You're listening to In the Workplace on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again are Professor Peter Capelli and Dan O'Mara. Hey, folks. Welcome back. You're in the workplace. I'm Peter Capelli. I'm Dan O'Mara. I'm professor of management here at the Wharton School. I'm adjunct faculty here at the Wharton School and a partner at Ogletree Deacons. And this is where we talk about things going on at work. And we're going to talk about something sort of on the happier side for this half hour. We're going to talk about rewards and recognition and particularly recognition in ways other than just giving people money. Now, everybody kind of likes recognition. For example, when we do a good job here, we get... Oh, nothing. Nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we get nothing. That's right. Um, You get candy. We get candy, right. You promise candy. You promise candy, right. Uh, We get promise candy. Um, But uh, there is a industry, there is a practice around trying to help employers figure out what it is that you could give employees and how you can do it in a way to make them appreciate it more. So we're going to talk about that a little bit now. And with us is Cord Himmelstein, who's the Vice President of Marketing Communications from Halo Recognition, and he'll tell us what they do in just a minute. Cord, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Peter and Dan. Uh, really uh, excited to be here this, uh, this evening. Good. Well, thank you, Cord. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, our, our headquarters are in Long Island City, Queens, okay. uh, just outside of Manhattan. So uh, we got hit with, with some snow yesterday, but in the office today, and uh, and hopefully it's melting away a little bit uh, from the time I drove in. Yeah, I hope all your employees are getting some special recognition for showing up today. Uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say any special recognition uh, uh, you know, okay. today for showing up, but, you know, we did close the offices uh, yesterday. Uh, our offices were closed, and that decision was made pretty early in the day on Tuesday. Yeah. And I do think that that speaks to just kind of respecting, uh, you know, the employees and and they they got you know the the benefit of being able to plan you know ahead yeah. of time rather yeah. than finding out the morning mm-hmm. and waking up and yep. and saying we're closed so yep that happened too here too the university of pennsylvania closed and the philadelphia schools have started to close well in advance making the decisions the day before when i was a kid you always had to turn on the radio the next morning and try to find out uh, whether your school was closed or not and that was always a tricky thing to do, a little feedback here going on there. So we'll fix that one. Uh, and, Cord, let me ask you a little bit about what you guys do. So what does Halo Recognition do? So Halo Recognition uh, helps our clients uh, recognize their employees and, and appreciate their employees. Um, and, and really uh, using an approach that focuses in on creating memorable experiences for the, for the employees. Ooh, Okay. Um, so yeah, it's really starting with, with people, uh, putting a process in place and then having the technology, you know, behind it to make sure that, that the recognition is successful okay. and, meaning, and meaningful to their employees. Okay. So in the old days, uh, most of us, if we had any exposure to recognition programs, they were typically in sales, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, a salesperson, and it was always sales or typically salesmen, uh, if they won the contest, they got the trip to Hawaii or something like that. Those were the the typical prizes. And uh, it's expanded. I guess it's gotten a ton more sophisticated, but let me say I don't know very much about it. So uh, let's maybe ask you just a couple of things ab- about it. First of all, how do you figure out 
for a particular company and maybe for particular employees in there what to give people? Well, it, it, it's not as much about what anymore as it is how. And okay. uh, what you were just referring to still exists. Um, that's not really recognition. Okay. Um, you know, those are more sales incentives. And we have, have sales incentive programs with our, with our customers in place as well, um, where, you know, you reach a certain, you know, uh, uh, milestone of sales and you earn XYZ, you earn a trip, you earn cash, you earn points. Yep. So th- those are sales incentives. When you look at the old days, it was really based on tenure. So you were at a company five years, and way back in the old days, you'd get a gold watch, you'd get a pin, ah. you'd get a handshake or whatever. Um, in the 80s and 90s, that really kind of uh, transitioned to more of giving, giving the employees more of a choice. Ah. So, uh, you know, yeah. recognizing them uh, and, and giving them, you know, the recognition in front of their peers and uh-huh. giving them a catalog of gifts to choose Ooh. from. Well, that's yeah. nice. You know where that does not happen? The University of Pennsylvania, no. uh, where we all get the same standardized gift. And let me just say, in case you're listening, University of Pennsylvania, the gifts kind of get lamer as you go along. I, I thought they would accelerate, but I remember a few years ago, for some landmark, we got a clock. And now this one, which uh, for me began with a three, um, you get a, we got a candle. Wow. Yeah, pretty lame, wow, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. I think uh, someone in charge ought to... At least give me another clock or something. Peter's right? head of station here. Yeah. He rails against the man, but he is the man. <laughs> oh, should I give myself something? Yeah, that would you know, be, be a thought. I, I can't speak for my salesperson in that area, but I'm I'm pretty sure that, that there have been some conversations with the University of Pennsylvania to, ah. to improving that. So, good, good. And that has nothing to do with That may be just pure coincidence. Okay, um, okay. But, right. um, I mean, we do find, you know, universities um, and, you know, and schools and and you know, organizations like that are a little bit more conservative. You know, they may not offer, you know, the wide selection or they may have a more conservative type of gift. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it all depends on, on the type of business you are. You okay. Know, we do have, have a client that does actually include candles with some of their recognition, but they're, you know, a candle retailer. So <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so they, so they put together, you know, a special kind of uh, candle for their employees as, as part of the overall experience. And again, yeah. that's what we're talking about, the overall experience, okay. tying the culture of, uh, of saying thank you into your organization. So okay. where recognition has gone from, you know, the 5, 10, 15 years, uh, get, get your selection of gifts, it's gone more to a an engagement strategy, right? Okay. Because I think we all we all can agree on this call that you're not going to see a lot of people sticking around for five years anymore. It's just not the way that that people, you know, work anymore. Um, and and the way that millennials are. And mm-hmm. I'm not a millennial basher. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I, I got mad love for millennials. Mm-hmm. But I think that people, um, you know just kind of go on and, and they go on a journey until they find w- what they want. So it's really important yeah. to, to make sure that you recognize them uh, for the work that they, okay. you know, and the great work and the effort that they give while they're with you. So okay. employee recognitions have really emerged as a chief strategy to help improve employee engagement. Okay. So let me ask you about that. What is the most common thing that companies recognize people for now? Well, 
above and beyond, right? Um, I think what you know when you you stay late and you okay. you know uh, put put a report together for your boss, and it's something that popped up at the last minute and had to get done, and you needed to make some kind of sacrifice okay. in your personal life to get it done. Yep. Um, but I also think that, you know, peer-to-peer recognition, I mean, in the past, it's been on the manager to show appreciation and, and thank employees. But Ooh. the fact that you can have these, these company-wide systems now where you can nominate somebody for recognition, and then there's, you know, usually, you know, our programs are tied to points, which can be redeemed for you know, a wide gallery of items, anything oh, okay. from merchandise mm-hmm. to gift cards. Gift cards are very popular. Okay. Um, but you can say, hey, you know, you know, thanks, uh, you know, Peter, uh, for, you know, staying late and, you know, putting, uh, putting on such a great show. We couldn't have yeah. done it without you. Well, thanks. And, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, how good does that make you feel, though, right? I'd rather have the cash, please. I'd rather have cash. But let me ask you about that, because yeah, I wonder about that, and I know a lot of more cynical people probably do, and that would probably include my co-host here. Uh, so, Dan, I will nominate you this week for an outstanding sure. show, and I'm expecting that next week you'll nominate me for an outstanding oh, show. Goes without saying. Does that uh, do, do your clients worry about that? That this is kind of gamed? Yeah, I mean, we we have. Uh, clients that are concerned about that, and that certainly happens. Uh, that's why it's not, you know, fair game. That's okay. why most nominations have an approval, you know, process that yeah. you you know can go up one or two levels, and then you know we as a provider will help our clients audit to make sure that that doesn't go on. Okay, so let's talk about what the prizes or rewards of recognition looks like. And before we do that, let's remind people we're talking with Card, uh, Cord Himmelstein, who's the Vice President of Marketing and Communications for Halo Recognition, a company that helps client firms do this, recognize their employees. So what is it that people like? What's top of the list? A most common thing that people ask for, if well, you give them a choice. People, uh, people love choice. That That's key, right? Okay. But... Um, I think that, you know, we see a lot of redemptions. People collect points for gift cards, and it oh, can be... Okay, so they like money. Yeah, like money. You know, okay. it can be either virtual gift cards that, that can be redeemed immediately. They can be merchant gift cards, you know, to, to a popular retailer that they can go to. Okay. Um, but those, that's a very popular gift just because they can use it anywhere. Okay. So you're the guy to ask about uh, this story that came out. You probably saw it um, earlier this week or last week. The United Airlines story, you probably mm-hmm. saw. So this is one, if listeners are not familiar with this, United Airlines decided uh, that instead of giving its employees bonuses, it would give them, you know, I don't know how big the bonuses were, let's say $1,000 they were expecting. Instead of that, they would give them a lottery ticket, basically, for a 1 in 10 chance for a bonus of $8,000. And uh, that wasn't real popular. Did that surprise you? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. I, I do think that those sorts of contests can be used um, within reward systems. Yep. I just don't think it's something that you say, okay, well, 
you get a token and you get a one in ten chance of winning eight thousand points rather than a thousand points okay, or a thousand yep, dollars yep. or wh- whatever it is. They're not gamblers in the same way, right? Yeah, I actually thought you were talking about a different story. Ooh, uh, I'll tell with, tell with United. Yep. Uh, um, no, I mean <laughs> about uh, the, the mishaps with the the dogs aboard uh, oh. the airline. Mm. Rest yeah. in rest in peace, dogs. Right, the ones exactly. that didn't make it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody's getting recognition for that one. I don't think. I don't think no. they're getting recognition awards. Let's talk about the public aspect of the reward, so people like choice and they like money. Um, how public uh, should you be in terms of, you know, in terms of, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to give uh, employees recognition for above and beyond performance, the delivery aspect of this. What do you recommend? Well, you know, it, it all depends on the organization. You know, we, you know we, we're seeing the, the workforce and the remote workforce spread. So many times managers aren't even co-located with the people that they manage. Okay. So if you're talking about an office environment, too, look, some people like being, you know, praised in public and others, you know, are a little bit more low-key and reserved. So I, I think it's important to just understand what, you know, your employee is like okay. and what they're going to respond to. Um, you know, and then there's also the social uh, aspect of it, you know, a lot of the rewards platforms nowadays have a social recognition component to it. So, what's that? What's that mean? What's that look like? So, it looks like uh, you nominate, you know, Dan nominating you this week, or you nominating Dan, or well, whatever it is. Okay. Uh, it, it appears in a news feed, and it'll say, "Oh, Peter has nominated Dan for you know putting on such a great show and yep. being such a great partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't do it without him, and he's received a thousand points, and yeah. that's." in front of everybody but in in a social you know online experience because yeah. not everybody's together so how about these uh, you you see this in lots of retail organizations the employee of the month award mm-hmm. um and uh or the remember the parking lot things a parking space you got oh, the yeah. really good parking space for yeah, employee of the from month employee of the month um do those still go on and and if so are they are they the same kind of thing you're talking about or are they different I mean, I, I think you will see companies that that have uh, you know rewards of that. I think that they take you know the, the more forward-thinking organizations take it a step further. They'll have it a lunch with your CEO, right, or um, some kind of other employee benefit outside of just the parking space. Okay, that's actually yep. going to help them within their career and okay. within the company. Yeah. Do those go over well, by the way? That the lunch with the CEO sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've had lunch with our CEO. Yep. Not <laughs> so much fun. It wasn't, <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> if he's listening. Yeah, listening, uh, I'm sure it was a blast. It was the best <laughs> lunch I've ever had. Um, it was filled with such great insight. Um, no, but in, in all seriousness, I think that, um, again, it all goes back to the employee and, yep. and what it means to them and yeah. also what kind of organization you are. I mean, obviously, if you're a more traditional organization, you know, a bank or a university, it's going to be a lot different than if you're a tech company yeah. or a Google or whatever it is. Sure. Well, let me ask you about the Employee of the Month Award thing. I always thought part of that and part of these recognition things was uh, – Frankly, to kind of poke at the other employees, you know, sort of saying Dan is the employee of the month here on the In the Workplace show. We, we kind of rotate, yeah. you know, uh, well, on this why, employee. Why do you think that? Just um, because the way you saw it implemented in some organizations? Well, you know, because they say, you know, here he is. Here's his picture. He's the best employee. What are you? You're not the best that's employee. That's how you interpret it. Well, uh, that's what I'm wondering. Do 
And that's what I'm about to ask Cord. Is uh, is that part of what's going on in these things with recognition programs is that it's not just for the benefit of the employee. That's the reason that you do it in public. If it was just for the benefit of the employee, maybe you would just do it all in private. Well, you praise the employee in public, then they bump into people who have a higher regard for that employee. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think that the employee of the month, I think when you when you brought up retailers, I think that that is, is a definite you know use case for an employee of the month. I don't really see it that much. Uh, an employee. Well, no, I was thinking even for you guys, right, public recognition of whatever the thing is that they've done, mm-hmm. the public recognition part might have another uh, aspect to it. So the employee likes the recognition, but, you know, here, so here's a piece of laboratory research that was done uh, a few years ago, a pretty interesting piece. So they uh, created some kind of fake organizations and rewarded people differently. So you're in the lab and uh, you're playing different games, and they gave people a choice, right? Uh, you could either play a game where everybody's going to get the same reward, more or less no matter how you play, mm-hmm. or you could play a game where the best performers get a big reward and everybody else gets about the same thing, or you could have one where the everybody gets about the same thing and the worst performers get punished, and which one do you think made people the happiest? Uh, I, which one made them the happiest or which one made them the most fearful? Um, well, okay. So the, say fearful is the least uh, important. So everybody gets about the same. Best performers get big rewards. Worst performers get big punishments. What do you think made them the happiest? Probably. Dan? Uh, is this for me or is this for Dan? Uh, you can both You can both play. Uh, I'll let Core go first. I want Dan to go first. Okay, Michelle, okay. you want to jump in it because they can't It involves the one decide. with the punishment because that's the freak answer. You wouldn't be telling the story unless it were the it freak was answer. The, it was the punishment one, yes, Dan, um, but uh, not just because it's freaky. It's <laughs> The reason is because of these comparisons, right? So most everybody is being treated the same, but a few people are being punished. Those people are miserable, but everybody else feels great now because... They're Gosh, not in trouble. They're not, I'm not in trouble, and I'm so much better than those guys. The one that made people the most the most people unhappy was the few people get big rewards. This is like the homecoming king and queen at the prom kind of thing. There's two of them. They're really happy. They're getting a lot of attention. Everybody else is saying, I'm not king or queen, and the rest of them are feeling bad. Oh. So, yeah, you didn't know that? You get, oh. Now you're thinking about your prom experience again. It's coming yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's a, it's a bummer now. Um, so I wonder whether that's uh, something worth thinking about. Okay, let me ask you, Court, a different question. And this is, if most people, this is a cynical question, if most people prefer gift cards, why don't we just give them money? Because money is, you know, look, money is great, but it also is just part of the compensation, and it's just lumped into your paycheck. Okay, right. right. So Okay, doesn't seem there, special. Exactly. There's okay. just kind of this perspective, perception of, oh, I just kind of got some overtime pay. Okay. So in term, back in terms of the kinds of things that companies give or that people pick, mm-hmm. what are some of the more unusual things that people get for recognition for job well done or performance above and beyond? You know, years ago I saw, and, and it's, it's really, it goes back again to what employees are using their points to redeem. So it would be... The, the, 
the, the weirdest thing, I wouldn't say weird, okay. but the, the most unusual for me was a few years back, uh, there was an unusual uh, a, a amount of activity around diapers. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and look, diapers can be, diapers are expensive. Okay. Uh, you know, so I, I, I think that that kind of popped out at me and it was a little surprising. Um, but, you know... I'd say that that was unusual. Okay. So what do you mean? That that was a prize that people got diapers? or? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, they would use their points that they earned through their, their oh, recognition to, platform. To, to pick to, diapers. Exactly. Mm, okay. Now, now this, uh, by the way, was, I believe it was a company that didn't have gift cards as an option. Okay. You know, so, so you had you know, to choose something. Exactly. Okay. Um, and it was from an online catalog of all, you know, the e-tailers. I mean, there's literally hundreds of thousands of items to choose okay. from. Everything from diapers to video games to electronics. Ooh. I mean, you could get anything you want. Okay. Well, um, this is a great time to ask the audience for a question. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, the question. And that is, what's the weirdest thing that you've gotten for recognition or company prize or something like that? One eight four four wharton one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six, or it could be maybe it's the best thing you've gotten. I'm more interested in the weirdest thing, though. Our producer wants to know the best. I want to know weirdest, though. So you've had people buy diapers with this, uh, and you were saying before that the experience was important. You're trying to give people ex- an experience. Uh, in terms of picking from people who are choosing an experience or employer wants to give them one, what is it that they're giving them typically? Is a night on the town kind of thing, or what? What's a typical experience? Well, when I was referring to experiences, I was, I was uh, really talking about the experience the employee. Oh, of just getting recognition of when they're recognized. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Okay. But I mean, there cer- certainly is, you know, experiential rewards. Uh, that is definitely something that the, we see the millennials, uh, you know, kind of geared towards, and, and okay. they want. They want different types of activities. Yep. I do think that, you know, dinners, I think movie tickets, right. um, you know, theater. I mean, years ago, years ago, this was like a couple of years back, we did something for uh, one of our salespeople from Dallas. Uh, we were having our sales meeting. I think she was celebrating her 25th anniversary, huge anniversary. We make a big deal of that. Mm-hmm. She, she gets the award, right? She gets to choose from the catalog. But the owners of the company at the time went above and beyond and, be, and she had been talking about going to see Hamilton forever. Oh, okay. Right? And our sales meetings were yeah. in New York. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the sales meetings, they said, hey, guess what? Yep. We have a surprise for you for your 20, you know, fifth anniversary. We appreciate everything you've done. Yep. This is for you. And mm-hmm. they, they hand her the, the envelope. And I have a video of this, too. Uh, they hand her the envelope, and she opens the tickets. And she's like, no way. Uh-huh. No mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. there's two tickets in there. Ah. And she's like, well. Who am I going to take? <laughs> we we brought her daughter in from out of town that oh, she rarely cool. gets to see, like one you know somebody that she's very one, nice one in the same. Yep. And the whole sales team was cheering. You know this big hug. Yeah. Uh, the you know her, her name's Fran. She couldn't believe it. She's uh-huh. like, "What are you doing uh-huh. here? How fabulous! How is this happening? That is like the epitome of of a memorable experience. And not only is it a memorable experience because she was with her daughter. Yeah. She gets to go see this play that that uh, she's been dying to see, 
but it was the time and the preparation and the planning that went behind it. Yeah, and, sure. And, and her understanding everything that went into creating this memorable experience for her. See, you know, I think that uh, is really what makes for a good gift. And let's uh, shout out to the audience here once more about... Uh, the weirdest things that they have gotten, one eight four four wharton or one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. You can call us. Either number. Actually, it's the same number. Uh, and if you're listening on Thursday, uh, we are live, so you'll get through. I think you want, and also for a good gift, uh, that a good gift is something that somebody would not buy themselves, right? So they want it, but they wouldn't buy it themselves. So if you gave them the cash, they wouldn't run out and buy it, but they want it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an indulgence thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think those are, those are the yeah, best gifts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So there you go. Dan and I agree on something, which means we probably should wrap this up because it's rare we agree. So let's do that now. Cord, thanks very much for being with us. Cord Himmelstein is the vice president of marketing and communications for Halo Recognition, a company that manages for its clients a recognition programs for their employees. And we're going to talk about one more thing here before we go to break. Uh, This is going to be our newsy segment, and then we come back from break, more news. Uh, And this is something that popped, it's in the news right now, and it has to do with the story about the election, and doesn't everything have to do with the uh, 2016 presidential election. This is uh, the Cambridge Analytica story. This is an opposition kind of research company that uh, used a professor, shame, um, to gather data from Facebook and then use that data from Facebook to build profiles of individuals and uh, then distributed it, or they used that then to target them with ads um, for the election. Now, the, the, the technique was basically this. Uh, the professor told Facebook that uh, he was going to do research. He had an app uh, that he was offering to Facebook people that would tell you something about your personality. Once you open the app, once you download the app, all your Facebook information can be pulled through the app into whoever owns the app and is using it. And not only that, but all of your contacts information can be pulled into your Facebook page, and then from there into the app. So as that, a result that's of this, scary. yeah. So I think two hundred and seventy thousand people downloaded the app, but you know tens of millions of people's Facebook information uh, went into yeah. that, and then from there they actually sold it to this operations, um, this uh, campaign, a uh, political campaign, opposition research company, which used it to produce this kind of. Uh, uh, campaign uh, practices. So this is also something that is available to anybody, right? So here's an interesting piece of research, Dan. Uh, A survey I saw recently suggests that a majority of U.S. employers use social media data data as part of their hiring process. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting about that is they're not, I don't believe they're talking about using LinkedIn to find candidates. They are going online and using social media to learn things about the candidates that, uh, or applicants, that that, uh, they might not otherwise have access to. Or even when they're interested in an applicant. Yeah, even before. Going to Bing or Google. 
running their names, and if it takes you to a social media site, then, then so then be you're it. In. If, or, if it takes you to newspaper articles, yep. then you look at that. So I saw another survey indicating, I think this number's about right, or it was at least this figure, 30-some-odd 30, 30 percent of employers were engaging their own employees in social media recruiting. So they might say, for example, uh, we're interested in this candidate. Anybody here friends with them on Facebook? And then they go through that, uh, through my Facebook account, let's say, to learn all about Dan O'Mara because Dan O'Mara has friended me. Dan O'Mara has, frankly, not friended me on Facebook. Only um, the cool people. <laughs> only the, and the reason for that is I'm not on yes. Facebook, uh, so no one can friend me on Facebook. But uh, here's an interesting question. We're sort of in the new frontier on this stuff, right? And that is um, we have this realm of discourse that most people assumed was strictly part of their social life, and it's pretty much available now to anyone. So, you know, the simple caveat emptor story, of course, is always to say, well, you know that now, and you just have to not put anything on Facebook that, or any of these or other social media. Guard your privacy settings. On guard your privacy media. settings, yeah. right. But it, it also, it's a profound shift, right, to say... Uh, we've got these tools of Internet access, which we use to communicate all the time, and there are all these nice programs and applications that you can use to communicate, send pictures, etc., but you really can't use them for the kind of conversations that you thought you could use them for and that you got them for in the first place, right? Uh, because everybody anywhere can now know what's on those conversations, Every, everything you say in this private forum here. So here's a question, Dan, for you. Sure. Uh, and that is, would you advise an, employ, an, an employer to go nosing around in the social media uh, of a possible applicant? And as I understand it, this is a, a little test of my junior lawyer merit badge here, see if I got this one right, there is... Nothing that prevents you legally from doing that, right? In the public domain, there social media no stuff? There is no strict prohibition from looking at it. It can lead to legal problems. Okay, you mean how you use it afterwards? Right, how you use it, that you have it could disadvantage you. Oh, Give us an if example. If we have time. Do we, we have do. time before yes, a break? Okay. We do. Uh, whether an employer... Warm whether, up the gong, though. Whether just a in hiring case. manager yeah. should, should uh, want to look at this depends on a variety of things. Let me give you some downsides okay. to Googling the person, yep. uh, looking at social media. Okay. Uh, most well-designed hiring programs uh, have a, a keystone. They don't gather information they're not going to use. Okay? okay. That's why they don't ask you religion on the application. You're not going right. to use it. There's no better defense than... I didn't know, you know. Couldn't uh, you discriminate against a person for on this basis because you didn't know? It. Yeah, you get into social media, you can get into that sexual orientation, a whole history of other things. So can I stop you on that? Sure. So that means now I've learned about these things, yeah. and now it is possible if for somebody to yeah. sue me for discrimination on them. Allegations that you base the decision on them are more credible, more credible. if you went out looking okay. and, and yeah. saw or could have seen them as right. opposed to, I have no idea. Now, there's nothing that prevents me from knowing that information, right? Right. It's just that it, it might increase the odds that somebody could bring in action against me yes. if, I dis if I do something 
yes. that hurts their employment and outcomes. would make it a more difficult case to defend. Right. If you, um, you just keep it to what you learn in the job interview and what the candidate submitted to right. you and formal job recommendations, right. easier case to defend. Now, white collar job. Uh, let's say you're going to hire a lawyer, and yes. you don't want to end up uh, in the situation of our previous half hour segment yeah. of hiring somebody who's involved in bad PR. Yeah. Would you recommend that they go looking around in social media to find out what's um, what this person's up to? It's still a decision for the individual manager and and perhaps uh, subject to to a broader rule of the company, but I'm less troubled by it in, in situations okay. where people are going to have to exercise on behalf of the employer uh, discretion and judgment. You can see what their discretion and judgment is by what's available yep. on them online. Yeah. Uh, Got to be careful. You could have somebody out there by the same name with bad judgment. Ooh, if you get um, if you get it wrong. Yeah, you could you yeah. could have somebody as a mean prank on the person yeah. opening up Facebook accounts in their name. Like I could yeah. open one up for Peter Capelli and say awful things on there. That explains And people it. will say that, explains that confirms it. everything I thought about Peter. <laughs> Excellent. So you have to be careful with it. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, trust me, if if an employer hires someone uh, who turns out to be a rapist who has done other bad things, right. and there were indications of it by their posts on social media before you hired them, yeah. you will be faulted by a plaintiff's lawyer yeah. in front of a jury for saying it was right out there on the internet. Mm -hmm. And they still mm -hmm. hired them and gave them the keys to my client's apartment. Yeah. So you're not surprised that half the companies are using this. Yeah. And when I see this, it's not like it's a universal practice one way or the other within the company. But I'm not surprised to see that half the companies, that some managers who use social media or who use internet searches uh, to, to screen applicants. Okay. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we're going to talk about tipping and the jobs where people use tips and what work is like for people who have tipped jobs. And if you are that kind of person, we'd like to hear from you. So as soon as we come back, get your dialing finger ready, and we'll hear from you in just a minute. We'll be back in three minutes. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 